Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. It's great to be here again. Uh, it's good to know that we are clear about whose presence we are prioritising. And of course, it's always going to be about prioritising the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we're coming really towards the very end of this series now. We've just got a couple more to go before we move into a, a new series. And so what I wanted to do this morning was to, was to take the last little bit, which is really about Jesus and mission and how we are going to understand both understanding God's presence but also what that means uh, to look at uh, uh, what Jesus said about mission and I'm going to pick up really a little story from Luke chapter 10 if you've got your Bibles you might want to just turn to that and I'm just going to read uh, this story where Jesus uh, sends out 72 people to, uh, to, to go on mission and it says this it says the Lord Jesus now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go. And remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveller's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop and greet somebody on the road. When you enter into someone's house, first say, may God's peace be on this house. And if those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. And if you enter a town and it welcomes you, Eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. And if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, we wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your face. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. And I'm just going to drop down to verse 16. And then he's carried on. He said to his disciples, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me and anyone who rejects you is rejecting me and anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me now when the 72 disciples returned they joyfully reported to him Lord even the demons obey us when we use your name yes he told them I saw Satan fall like heaven from lightning, uh, like, from heaven like lightning. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among the snakes and the scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And at that same time, it says Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he said, "Oh, Father." Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. 
what I want to just draw out from that, uh, those um, uh, story really in, in, in Luke 72 is, is this. It's that um, the whole of the sending out of the 72 is very surprising. Uh, it's surprising because it was one thing to follow and to watch Jesus if you were in first century Palestine. So fine, follow and watch Jesus. But it was another thing to copy him and to do the miracles that he was doing. That's another thing altogether. It's a whole different league. They had an experience of following God which hadn't looked like what Jesus was about to tell them. Their previous experience of following God has essentially been try to be good, try to follow the, 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 the law, worship the Lord, come to the temple and the synagogue every Saturday to worship, bring your sacrifices to the priest, listen to whatever the rabbi is saying. That was their previous experience of following God. And because it wasn't unusual in those times to follow a rabbi or a gifted teacher, and reality is it's not unusual to do that today. In, in our circles, you might wait for the latest uh, blog from Andrew Wilson or see what Tim Keller's got to say. And because even in the contemporary world, that happens. It happens all the time. Think about the way people follow social influencers. What, what are they saying? What's being said? What's happening? It's not unusual to follow someone. Uh, and, and in fact, we've taken it to a whole new level of, of, of following, haven't we, really, in in terms of the way that people are using social media now. It's not unusual to, to follow that. But Jesus says, don't just follow me. Go and do the things that I've been doing. Bring the kingdom of God wherever you go. Now, that is surprisingly different. It's surprisingly different. Go and heal people. What? Go and tell them about the kingdom. I've just been listening to you. No, go and do it. Go and do it. And then because the 72 return and Jesus says to them, well, he says, the work you did, you did it well. You've proclaimed the kingdom of God. You've healed the sick. And, and he says that Satan himself loses some power and influence. Satan's ministry, Satan's power, Satan's influence seems to be uh, reduced and affected by uh, the ministry of Jesus' disciples. What he could do suddenly gets crushed, suddenly gets dropped down because the disciples are going out, the 72 are going out and doing the things that Jesus was doing. And, and Jesus then rejoices and says, wow, these things weren't revealed to the wise and the clever people, the great gurus, the teachers of their day. These things were revealed to little children, just ordinary, humble people like you and me. These are the, th these are the people that God uses. And in sending out the 72 in this way, in this very, very surprising way, Jesus is showing and teaching the kingdom of God is accessible. And it's not just for specialists. It's not just for great teachers. It's not for people, just for people who can write a great blog or um, do a great TED talk. The kingdom of God is for accessible for all of us, but faith is risky. And it's scary. It involves going out with no money and no food. It can involve rejection, being sent out of town. Also, I think he's teaching this that miracles come when you proclaim the kingdom of God and step out in faith. If you do those things, miracles will come. Miracles will be there. And I think 
Really, today we must expect similar things. In order to do and to extend the kingdom of God, we must expect God to do surprising things amongst us and with us as his people. As his people. We must expect not just to be bystanders as God does his thing. This, um, this pandemic has forced the church into almost church need to be like the 72 we need to be Lord what are your instructions what are you saying to us what would you have us do we don't want to be just bystanders oh thank goodness we can meet again Lord we don't want to be uh, uh, just those sat on the edge Lord we, we're qualified we're qualified because we're like little children and haven't got a clue we're qualified we're ready and so as we're coming into this week of prayer this week, um, knowing that the Lord Jesus has spoken to us about reaching the city, knowing that he's spoken to us about planting congregations, and he's spoken to us about reaching uh, the nations, uh, we expect as a, as a church to, to spend some time the next few months really just slowly, and I emphasize the word slowly, slowly building up again slowly building up to the point where we can see each other again where we can meet together where we can uh, say to the children wow haven't you grown where we can um, pray and prophesy where we can sing together where we can lay hands on each other where we can hug each other where we can shout for joy we want to slowly build that place of of excitement of, hey we're coming together to be God's people we want to use the summer months to do that and we'll talk a little bit more about that on Monday night when I uh, Tuesday night beg your pardon when we look through the, through the, the, the road map but that's what we want to do over the summer but really it's so that in the autumn we can prepare ourselves to go out we can prepare ourselves to do like what the 72 done in all of our eloquence there's a joke in there for those of you who spotted it so we need to seek the Lord together. We need to be a people who seek the Lord together. Starting this week, we want to come together and say, Lord, you've given us a clear mission to bring the kingdom of God to this city, to bring the kingdom of God to the nations. Help us therefore, Lord. Help us to ensure that uh, our worship, our words, our prophetic speaking, our finances, our leadership, our training of leadership, our kids' work, our social actions, Lord, help us to ensure that they align to you and your instructions. The instructions you gave the 72 were very precise. Don't do this, do that, go into this house, stay there, eat this, don't eat that. Leave if you're, not, if you're not accepted. Very precise instructions. Lord, what are your instructions to us that we might step out in faith and proclaim the kingdom of God? 
And as we get towards the end of this year, and uh, God willing, we're able to start uh, back where we were two years ago, or whatever it was, and, and plant, uh, start to plant these different congregations in, in the city, we need to pray, Lord, show us how we can go out and proclaim the kingdom of God. Show us, Lord, how we can, we can proclaim the kingdom, how we can see uh, the miracles of God break Satan's hold on people's lives because we've stepped out. We don't want to be just the people that come to hear, oh, great sermon this morning, Andrew. Wonderful blog somebody wrote. Wonderful time of worship just watching it on some internet thing. No, Lord, we want to be those who extend the kingdom of God. Obedient to you. We know it's risky. We know it's full of, uh, requires faith. We know it's going to lead us feeling a bit vulnerable and a bit scary. And we're not saying we're going to do that next week. No, no, we're going to spend some time just coming back together, being together, expecting God to help us build relationship again, to build strength again. But ultimately, we know that the Lord is going to send us out. So Lord, we want to pray this week, show us the best, the best methods that we can help the poor, that we can help the downtrodden, that we can encourage and set free the oppressed and set the captives free and bring the kingdom of God that Satan might fall from heaven. That the kingdom of God might come again. Equip us therefore, Lord, to build communities of love throughout the city. Equip us to raise up the next generation who would follow radically after you. Help us, Lord, to be disciples of Jesus, just like the 72, that also just like the 72, having proclaimed the kingdom of God, we may return to you with joy. And as we return to you with joy, that you, the Lord Jesus, would so rejoice in the Holy Spirit just like you did when the 72 came back because of the works that the Father has done through us. As we go through this week on, as Paul said, on uh, uh, Sunday, sorry, on, on Tuesday morning, Tuesday evening, Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, Friday evening, the next Sunday, we're crying out to Lord, Lord, help us. Help us to gather again. Help us to be a body again. Help us to love and encourage again. And Lord, send us. Help us to be full and equipped to see the kingdom of God come. Show us your word, Lord. Show us your instructions. Help us to hear right. Help us to get the, the roadmap right, as it were. Help us to bring everybody with us. But Lord, we want to see the kingdom of God come. And we believe we are qualified because we are no more than little children who have spent some time following after you and have heard what you've said. So that's where we're going to be going over this next uh, week. At the end of this week, we'll come back. We'll do a little bit more on this topic, building in some of the things that we've been hearing uh, during the week. And then tonight is also important as we come together in City Praise and Prayer. This is our, our opportunity to gather with uh, other churches right across the city. I spent some weeks really just planning this with other leaders in the city to say, Lord, we want to pray for the churches. We want to pray for this city. We want to pray that the churches themselves would be equipped. We want to pray that your kingdom would come. We want to pray that the culture of this city would come. So please, if you've kind of half 
got an ear to... Oh, yeah, I think there was some kind of weaker prayer going on. I'm not sure it bothers, no, notices me very much. If you've not quite with it, can I just encourage you right now, engage. This is, I think, one of the most significant times in the church in... Uh, uh, originally I said in living memory but actually if you think about it for the church in the UK we've gone through one of the most significant times for hundreds of years the church hasn't been able to meet hasn't been able to sing worship together it's kind of massive massive deal now is the time as it looks like it might start to change in the UK at least now is the time to gather to pray to hear the Lord's instructions to be humble like the 72 and say well Lord if you said it I'll give it a go why not that we can come back and see the Lord rejoicing because the Holy Spirit has done a work through us. So that's me done for this morning. We'll gather again uh, tonight and then Monday. I keep saying Monday, I mean Tuesday. Uh, for now, I'm going to hand back to Paul. Thank you, Paul.